When wishes were horses and beggars could ride, in a stone castle by the sea there lived a rich land. How am I supposed to choose? There are so many. And so he left the trail, and he followed the sound of the music. I am the goat from the hills and the mountains. And when I have finished eating these herbs and these vegetables, then I shall eat you, too. Once upon a time, and welcome to the Story Story Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Ann Harding, and I have some stories for you. This is a podcast to hear traditional stories told by some of the best storytellers in the world. It will take you to long ago and far away, and will bring you back safely. At midnight on New Year's Eve, among lit candles and shimmering glasses of bubbly, we counted down to the new year, shouted in celebration, hugs and kisses happening all around. Little gifts were handed out as we made our way into the night, and my hostess pressed a small box into my hands and winked at me, whispering, Read the directions carefully. I drove home, gently set the blue box on the table next to my bed, and then fell asleep so fast I didn't even remember closing my eyes. The light insisted on coming through my window some hours later, and it took a strong cup of tea to pry my eyes open all the way. When I finally did, I again noticed the little blue box on my bedside stand and curiously picked it up. The box was light and delicate, the sparkles on the outside of the box flaking onto my fingers. When I tugged the ribbon away, I carefully opened the lid, and sitting on the deep blue velvet was a tiny scroll and a single peanut. The first episode of the 2020 year is Classics Rediscovered, and the first teller for this episode is Ed Stivender. Ed has been telling stories since 1977, and I first heard him tell at the Timpanogos Storytelling Festival, though his storytelling and music has taken him around the world. Whether he's telling with a symphony or to a group of enchanted children, he is a delightful and clever teller. This is a story from his CD, Classics Revisited, and is the tale, Princess and the Frog. I'd like to do a story that comes from some research that I did down at the Folger Library in Washington, D.C. Folger Library there has a great Shakespeare collection. I was down in the uh, deepest archives, and I found a story that apparently William Shakespeare wrote, although it's not clear that it was him. It might have been um, Marlowe or the Duke of Oxford or somebody else, but um, it's a uh, one-man show that he probably wrote for his friend Will Kemp, who was the, his comic uh, guy who uh, did all of the comic roles that he played, and also a Morris dancer. And um, this is the Shakespearean version of The Princess and the Frog. Can you give me a little wind to get a little Shakespeare? Oh, yeah. Pencuccio, can you see the dawn? Sure, come on up. The dawn's still going on. I see Aurora's rosy fingers wrap around night's neck and squeeze until Sky's face turns blue. And speaking of blue, there goes the princess down below, tossing her golden ball 
and singing her song of woe. Woe, 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 woe. Being a princess is such a bore. I'd almost rather be a tour guide or something of that sort. Just anything except this silly sport of throwing the golden ball up and down and up and down and up and down. It's enough to drive you batty. Ribbit. 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 Hey, princess, why don't you just roll your golden ball this way? I'll teach you how to catch flies later. (laughs) Who speaks to me in such a froggy voice? Oh, a disgusting frog upon the ground. Monsieur the Frog, is it as to me that you speak? Hey, princess, it's only you and me in this here garden, so I guess it is to you whom I am addressing. (laughs) Now, roll your golden ball. All right, good, princess. All right, try it again. Good one. One more time. Uh Uh-oh, kerplush. Your golden ball has fallen into the mucky, mucky well. Tisk, tisk, tisk. (laughs) Well, see you later. Oh, Monsieur Lefranc, please, can't you go down into the mucky, mucky well to get my golden ball? Pretty please. Are you kidding me, princess? This is the muckiest well in all this kingdom. Ain't no way. This frog is going down into that well. No way. (laughs) Unless... You take me home for dinner, let me stay overnight, and give me a big fat kiss. Oh, gag me with a magic wand. (laughs) Kissing a frog on the lips, indeed. Water my prince's lips is all I need. But I suppose, Monsieur Le Frog, if you come home with me after you get the golden ball, she said as she crossed her fingers, if you get my golden ball, you can come home for dinner, stay overnight, and I'll give you a big kiss. Now you're talking, princess. Now you're talking. <laughs> ah, muck-o-rama. Well, there's your golden ball, princess. How's about a little din-din? <laughs> oh, Monsieur Le Frog. Thank you for getting my golden ball out of the mucky, mucky well. Now, as for our agreement, so long, sucker. (laughs) Being a princess is so much fun because you don't have to keep your promises to anyone. La, 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 la. Well, princess, did you have a good day in your garden today? Oh, yes, papa, it was wonderful. What's for dinner? Mm, Tonight we have something special. Frog's legs and mashed potatoes. Oh, Wonderful, Papa. Bon appetit, Princess. Princuccio, answer the door. Yes, Your Majesty. Right away, Your Majesty. (laughs) Who comes to see His Majesty on such a night as this? Hello? 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 Oh, uh, your, ma- your Majesty, they're, uh, they're, they're uh, 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 ribbit, ribbit, ribbit. What's the matter, Princuccio? Got a frog in your throat? No, Your Majesty, but you've got a frog in your moat. <laughs> and he says he wants to come in for dinner. Well, bring him in. Yes, Your Majesty. Frog in your moat. <laughs> Comic relief if I ever heard it. (laughs) His Majesty requests your presence at the table. 
Hey, Your Majesty, pretty nice place you got here. What's for Din Din? <laughs> well, um, tonight we have... Oh, hmm. <laughs> what would you prefer, Monsieur the Frog? There ain't nothing I'd like better than a heaping plate of French flies. <laughs> French flies. Uh, Princuzio, get Monsieur the Frog some French flies. Hey, go. French flies, Your Majesty? Right away, Your Majesty. <laughs> bon appetit, Monsieur Lefrog. Mm. <laughs> Your Majesty, this was the most delicious plate of French flies that ever I have tasted. Now I suppose you have talked to your daughter about our little agreement. <laughs> Why, as a matter of fact, I have not. Uh, daughter, what do you know about an agreement with Monsieur Lefrog? Oh, Papa, your little princess make an agreement with a disgusting water frog. Ah, 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 yes, Papa, I said if you would come to the monkey monkey world again, my golden boy, come over to the seven night, give him a, give a kiss, but I don't have to. Do I, Papa? Do I, do I, do I? Princess, a promise is a promise. Oh, you disgusting frog. Oh. Hey, princess, careful with the merchandise. Yeah. Hey, nice bedspread, and that Spice Girls poster is very classic. You stay right there, you disgusting frog. I'm going to call my mother on my princess phone. Very old story. Hello, Mama. Yes, this is the princess. Oh, Oh, Mama, a promise is a promise. Oh, Monsieur the Frog, you're really an enchanted prince after all. That's right, princess. But, Monsieur the Frog, your voice. <laughs> hey, Princess, you can't have everything. <laughs> Today's fairy tale sponsor is Little Mouse's Gardening Services. Need help pulling that giant turnip? Are your peas needing to be gathered, or the apples at the top of the tree needing a little shaking? Little Mouse's Gardening Services is here to help. Big enough for the small jobs, small enough for the big ones. Little Mouse's Gardening Services is happy to accept payment of direct deposit or wheels of cheese. This episode is also brought to you by the new Patreon supporter, Martin Eck. He has the unique ability to look into a mirror and see 12 seconds in the future, which isn't too far but a lot can be changed in 12 seconds. He is also a generous supporter of storytelling, which is pretty cool. A big thank you to him and all the other patrons of the podcast who are the bubbly in our New Year's champagne. Be like Martin and become a patron for as little as $4 a month while getting some sweet perks and rewards. Find out more at www.patreon.com forward slash story story podcast. I picked up the peanut from off of the velvet and turned it around in my fingers. The shell was still on, 
and it felt unusually heavy. Setting it back in the box, I plucked out the scroll and unrolled it. The instructions were as follows. When the contents of this peanut is planted, it will grow into a shimmering plant. If you eat the fruit it grows, your teeth will turn into gems. I looked at the peanut again, then carefully cracked open the shells, parts of it flaking across my finger. Then carefully cracked open the shell, parts of it flaking across my fingers. Onto my palm fell a plain peanut and a shimmering sapphire, the same deep blue as the box. I held it up to the light and watched blue flickers dance across my finger. I set the peanut and the sapphire back in the box and through all the day considered what I might do. That evening, as the moon rose, I took two small pots and in one planted a peanut and the other planted the sapphire. Perhaps they will grow as well as my good wishes for the new year. The second teller for this episode is Tim Lowry, who is new to the podcast, but well-versed in story. Known as the Sweet Tea Commentator, Tim shares historical tales, personal narrative, and this podcast's favorite kind of stories, folk tales. His latest project was telling the Dickens Christmas Carol as many times as Charles Dickens did, which he was able to complete with much success. I had a chance to see him perform it this summer, and even in the sweltering heat, I was transported to the chilly London streets by his telling. This is a story from his CD, Seven, and is the tale, Seven Goat Kids. Once upon a time, there was a mama goat, and she had seven goat kids. She named her kids Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. One day, the mama goat said to her kids, Kids! She always called them kids, because she didn't want to have to say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Kids, I'm going to take my basket on my arm and trip-trap to the market and buy each one of you a special treat. You stay here in our cottage in the woods and keep the door locked. Because the big, bad wolf is about. And remember, behave. And then the mama goat hung her basket on her arm, said goodbye to her children, and went trip-trap, 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 trip-trap down the path through the forest and off to the market. The goat kids remembered what their mother had said, and they locked the door tight. But they forgot all about being have. Soon enough, they were running and jumping and climbing on the furniture and butting heads and having a wonderful time when their play was interrupted by a knock, knock, knock. A voice on the other side of the door said, Little goat kids, it's me, your mother. I have a basket full of treats for you. Let me in. But the little goat kids, they were not fooled at all. They said, no, no, our mama has a sweet, soft voice, and your voice is not sweet, and it is not soft. You're the big, bad wolf. Go away. <clears throat> and so the wolf went away and searched round and round until he found a piece of chalk. He gobbled up the chalk and swallowed it down. <coughs> The chalk softened his voice, 
And then he went back to the little cottage in the woods, and he knocked on the door. <coughs> little goat kids, it's me, your mother. I have a basket full of treats for you. Let me in. That voice sounded like their mother's sweet, soft voice. And the little goat kids ran to open the door. But the wolf made the mistake of putting his big black paw in the window sill, preparing to jump through the opened door and gobble up the little goat kids. And one of the goats said, No, no, look at that big black paw. Our mother has a white hoof. You're the big bad wolf. Go away. <clears throat> and so the wolf went away to the baker's. And he said to the baker, I hurt my paw, and I need some sort of bandage. Wrap bread dough all around my foot. And so the baker wrapped bread dough all around the wolf's paw. And then he went to the miller, and he said to the miller, I want you to sprinkle white flour all over this bread dough. But the miller said, I certainly will not. You're the big bad wolf. And you're up to something. If you don't do it, I'll eat your wife and children. All right, all right. He shouldn't have done it. But some people are just like that. And so the miller sprinkled white flour all over the wolf's doughy paw. And then the wolf went back to the little cottage in the woods. And he knocked on the door. <clears throat> little goat kids, it's me, your mother. I have a basket full of treats for you. See my white hoof in the window? Let me in. Well, that voice sounded like their mother's sweet, soft voice. And what they saw in the window looked like their mother's white hoof. And so the goat kids ran to the door, lifted the latch, and the door swung open. And all of a sudden, it was the most awful thing you could imagine. The big bad wolf gobbled up Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But he missed Sunday Goat. Sunday had jumped into the clock case where he was well hidden. And after a while, the big bad wolf went away. When the mama goat came home and she saw the door of her cottage standing wide open and the house a wreck, she started to cry, but then Sunday Goat hopped out of the clock case and told his mama exactly what had happened, and she said, Do not fear, there may be hope for us yet. And she went trip-trap, trip-trap, trip-trap down the path into the dark forest, where she found the big bad wolf. He was asleep under a bush, snoring very loudly. His stomach was very swollen. The mama goat reached into her basket and took out her sewing scissors. And very quickly, she cut a hole in the side of the wolf's stomach. And as soon as she had cut him open, out popped bet Monday, bet Tuesday, bet Wednesday, bet, bet, bet Thursday, Friday, Saturday. The wolf was so greedy, he had swallowed them all whole. So they were all right. Now, said the mama goat, we have to trick this big bad wolf and make him think you are still in his stomach. And so the little goat kids ran around, and each goat picked up a big, heavy stone. They pushed the stones into the wolf's stomach. And then the mama goat took a needle and thread from her basket and quickly stitched up the wolf's stomach. She was such a good seamstress, you could hardly even tell. 
And then the mama goat and all of her goat kids went trip trap trip trap trip trap trip trap back to the cottage in the woods and locked the door. When the big bad wolf woke up, he said, Oh, something rattling around on my insides feels like a sack full of stones. Must be those goat kids and the rattling of their bones. I need a drink of water. And when the big bad wolf stood up, the stones rattling around in his insides pulled him to the left. Whoa. And when he tried to take a step, the stones pulled him to the right. The wolf stumbled down to the river, and when he bent over the water to take a drink, the heavy stones drug him down. Ow! Splash! And that was the end of that. Thank you for listening to the Story Story Podcast. Show the love. Find Ed Stivender and Tim Lowry on the internet. Tell them you heard them on the podcast and now want to hear them tell more stories. You can connect with the podcast on Facebook or Instagram at Story Story Podcast or me at Rachel Ann Harding. The beautiful brains behind the fairy tale sponsor was Katie Knudsen. The inspiration for the true fairy tale was a story seed from Laura Packer. You can find her lovely story and writing prompts by looking her up on social media. You can see the fairy tale sponsor ads on the Story Story Podcast Instagram and Facebook page. While you're there, let me know the favorite story you have heard or the favorite stories of your childhood. Who knows? Maybe you'll hear them here soon. This podcast is made possible by patrons like you. Consider becoming a patron or joining the mailing list to get a special behind-the-scenes goodies, or writing a review on Apple Podcasts, which helps other story lovers find and enjoy the show. You will hear more stories next week, but until then, live happily ever after. Mary-Kate opened up the door, and there, on the doorstep, wrapped in his own blanket, was her baby. And to this day, Anansi spins webs so that he can catch the flea, the fly, and the moth that got away. If you go down to the lake on a clear day, when the water lies as calm as a sheet of glass, you can still see the rooftops of the castle glittering in the sunlight. And if you listen really closely, you can even hear the festive music from the royal court.